Good evening. You start. Are we starting already? Yeah, this is the intro. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Three Elements. This will be our eighth, eighth podcast. Yeah. yeah. Hope you enjoyed the previous ones. Today, um, I'm not too sure what we're talking about, so I'm going to let Mike take over with this one. Wow. Wow. Me. Well, <laughs> um, I mean, what I think my boy Alan's had um, and told me that we're going to firstly talk about what... Before we talk that, about so we've got oh. some special guests today. We've got Sean and wife. Uh, yeah, make some noise. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay, yeah. so it's, I think today is going to be a bit of a serious top, uh, topics. Is that because it's, uh, it's me? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I only do serious topics. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so what do you want to do? You want to have a little... Easy intro. Or yeah, I mean, man. Hey, just you know I mean? continue, like, man. Life and stuff like that. Yeah. Get started. Yeah, how's life? Work. I feel like I'm working more than ever before. Yeah. And so you're working from home now, right? Yeah, but I feel like I'm working a lot more. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what about really? you? Uh, me. Yeah, it's it's alright. <laughs> it's not bad working from home. I mean, some days alright, but then some days it's busy. But you, know, usual. but you might. I mean, bro, I just come off food poisoning, so you know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I was, you know, I'm, I'm trying this healthy thing this weekend. That not only this week, but I'm trying to be healthy and that, as my body's been declining. So, the kid's trying to get better on that. Mm. But I feel like I'm allergic to healthy food. So yeah, I'm seeing some people shake their heads, but we ain't gonna call out names. But <laughs> you, you know, the kid ain't doing too well on the healthy thing. But I feel like the second week, I'll get used to eating healthy and that. Um, I'm not working from home, so I don't know the suffering or the enjoyment you guys are going through. But my, well, my uh, Alan, actually no, I think Alan told me that uh, Tom Sean, Sean uh, mentioned something that he wanted to talk about. I um, wanted to talk. About. Yeah, what oh. was it that you wanted to talk about? So today uh, we thought we'd talk about a bit on a serious topic like the population right now. Oh, right, okay. And yeah. um, the other... Th- oh, no, 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 sorry. There was something else about um, no, appearance at work. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. So I heard your podcast the last week. Uh, first of all, great podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the fact that you split it into 30 minutes each, uh, you know, made me actually listen to all the three. Yeah, yeah that was your Sean, recommendation. Yeah, so recommend. shout out to you. Yeah, shout out to yeah. you. And, you, you know, you guys actually kept it tight so mm. you know i was hooked so I, I i listened to all three football is not my subject but i also listen to the football topic yeah, yeah. Well, hey thank you man appreciate it. yeah but the one thing i picked up from there was uh i don't know who it was but someone mentioned around appearance in work uh and so i think we were talking about um how we have tend to have like meaningless conversations at work. Oh, like small talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and, and that was so true. I mean, I actually nodded. Yeah. When you, uh, I don't was you right who yeah, said that, yeah. Alan. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. When I'm at work, I I did not know how to phrase that sentence, but when I heard it, I so related to it because mm-hmm. you're at work. Mm. And yeah, majority of your talks around soft topics are generally just to fill the gap. That's true. And then get to the topic. Yeah. No one really cares. Yeah. 
Um, but why do we do it? That's the question. I don't know, man. But, you know, like I've been in the industry for like quite a bit mm. of time. And I I can see the fake from the real sometimes. Because mm. sometimes people genuinely care about you. You know, They genuinely want to know it's how rare. you are. It's rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's rare, but, you know, they exist. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's... it's <laughs> I, in the sense that, you know, they, they, they are no bullshit people, but... When they ask you how you're doing, they mean it. They actually kind of mean it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah it's kind of like in and that. But most of the time, I've generally get like just like fillers, mm -hmm. and it's usually the how I use. Yeah. But yeah, that that's all I. Was, I think you talking about appearance. I, I didn't know what you meant. The appearance, but I was trying to get to the appearance. But what was that about? Like. I don't know. If like physical appearance or. Yeah, so is it like? I I I thought there's two ways that you meant. Something about tattoos. Yeah, you said about. Uh. You said about someone you knew who had tattoos and uh, they were they were they were doing something serious, uh, like a doctor or something, and you were like appearances don't matter anymore, like Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, I think I no, I think no, it must it prob we probably are. We but I did see a banker with green hair. Yeah, yeah, that was the one. Yeah, yeah, so My banker had some green hair, so that was and everything. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, my parents are the kind of people who say, "Oh, you have to have this. So, that you have a good haircut. You can't. Uh, you have to be clean and stuff like that." But in London, it's kind of changed because it's like you have people out here with green hair working in the bank. Mm. Yeah. So, so but do, do, does do things like that affect the way you interact with that person? I think it does, because like I mean, do you think it should? No, it shouldn't. Yeah. But I think uh, when you see someone, you always get, regardless of whether you agree or not. I think you always have a first impression of what they're going to turn out. True. And when you see them, you either think of them as someone you either write off stereotype or, type. Yeah. yeah. So wait, you really okay saying that? Um, say for example, you need to have surgery and stuff like that. Surgery. Surgery. Yeah. And, and then what, the what type of surgery? Huh? What type like of surgery? plastic surgery? Life threatening, then, bro. Oh, life threatening. Oh, okay. All right, then but you've seen the surgeon that's gonna do, um, you know, do the surgery and that, mm. and you've seen this man has a face tattoo. So how do you react to that? Um, unless I'm getting a tattoo, I wouldn't get it from this guy. Like, cause, <laughs> dude, like, let's put it this way. Yeah, imagine, uh, say you're getting a operation, yeah, like heart operation, and the guy is stoned. Would you? Yeah, that's different. different that's though. physically that's inebriated yeah but this guy is like oh this helps me with like my operation it calms me down what are you but, talking about man got a face yeah, no that's what, that's what, what, no, the point is like i think tattoos and uh uh smoked up is different okay okay for, okay all right fair appearance now yeah okay say um you you need a heart operation and the guy has got like dreadlocks okay but the process he had to go through to get to that position that was me okay okay no what? but let's let's <laughs> he had to go through the same process as someone without dreadlocks to get to that position mm. so why should it affect the way he performs the surgery or whatever job no you're doing? right it shouldn't it shouldn't yeah. it shouldn't matter too much but you want to say something yeah. so like i i get your point where it shouldn't but there are some jobs where i think it does where there are some jobs where it does i have a friend who's studying to be a lawyer she has bright pink hair shaved and lots of piercings and she wants to be a criminal defense attorney at the end of the day she's gone through the same training as anyone else has um in order to do the job but if she's going in front of a jury to defend somebody 
and they're going to make a bias against her because of her appearance, that is going to hurt the person that she's defending. And so I feel like there are some jobs where it would make a difference even if it doesn't influence their ability to do the actual job. Yeah. No, it's true. I think it shouldn't be. Um, so if you can't see, so Colby just joined the podcast and he's a... Um, Hello, everybody. <laughs> why, are you, why are you talking about Kermit? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think Rachel's right. Uh, I think we do, we shouldn't prejudge a person before, like, it shouldn't affect the way they are uh, or like what like profession they're in. Yeah, well, but sadly, it does. It does. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, as you said, like, uh, certain professions. Like a doctor who's tattooed with a, or even with a dreadlock. I'm not sure, man. What, what I'm not that, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not there yet. What about like, um, uh, say if it's a real but, estate but, agent, yeah, real well, estate you agent. Know what, you know what? Like, I think technology, like software engineers I've seen with tattoos. Yes, I have to, you know, I have to. they've sort of like, they've sort Progressive of like, yeah, they, they've, yeah, they've changed yeah. our perspectives. Mm -hmm. Like for example, like I am tattooed, but uh, so like when I got tattooed the first time luckily enough I made sure it wasn't um, well not luckily enough it was my choice but I was consci conscientious about the fact that you know I have to make sure that it's not visible because yeah. I wasn't at that time I was studying and I wasn't sure like you know how that will be accepted and there was a religious thing to it like um, tattoos were, weren't allowed in yeah. Christianity. At the same so, time, that was in India, though. So in India, they're a bit more serious. Like I think they're trying to portray a bit more professional working environment, right? So like, you have the workshop. I think I think this was like back in the day, say fifteen years ago. Yeah, everyone was dressed professional. They, yeah. There's no um, way around it. There's it, no. It, it was stereotype. Yeah, like yeah. it was, you. There was a certain way you looked, and that was acceptable. Uh, it's all been challenged now. Every, mm. I, mean, I think like this is this is this just takes me on a spin-off, but I think the world is flat. Everyone sees the same thing mm. right now, so it doesn't matter where you come from. But I think you see the same thing because mm -hmm. technology has made that possible. Um, oh, I think lockdown also helped as well. I think lockdown kind of broke down what this um, this profession, what it's supposed to look like, against like what it is actually it's, is. Yeah, it's it's aiding people. It's like it, it benefits people who would be typically stereotyped because mm. now everyone's working from home. So there's a lot more yeah. that you can do that you wouldn't normally do at work. You know exactly. what I mean? So in that aspect, yeah, there's more freedom now. But I feel like it's going to end up getting, it, it's heading in that direction. Mm. So you'll be seeing doctors with tattoos or yeah, different color yeah. hair or that kind of stuff in the future maybe yeah. not now but i yeah. feel like it's heading in that direction i think yeah because at the end of the day for me it's just um can i say it's it's very specific when you start doing stuff like that because mm. then like me coming from where i've come from you know like when you talk about them kind of areas and stuff like that you know you do you know that they have a perception of people who come from the hood to work in a professional workplace like you know so like say for example black and asian you know they come to uh what's his name is professional places and then you think i can't hire them because people who enter to that place will feel uncomfortable seeing them or how they look different you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. because that's like say for example let's say west london right west london 
um, is predominantly around, let's say, Chelsea. You know, most of the places in Chelsea, if you go to the shops and stuff like that, you have a lot of white-owned um, um, companies or, you know, white staff and stuff like that. And then they they will see how we talk about tattoos and stuff like that, the same as, like, race. Yeah. So then they don't want to hire because they're saying that people feel uncomfortable coming to that store. Yeah. Just like how we're talking about someone will feel uncomfortable because he has tattoos. Talk about the Sainsbury's advert recently. So, like, apparently, yeah, that's the <laughs> oh, most that dumbest why, thing. Why like, were people angry at that? Yeah. Like, uh, the, who was angry? Because I, I, saw, I saw it in the sun. Yeah. I don't know who believes the sun, right? So, <laughs> who, who is this? Who is this? A group of people who actually hated that ad because that ad looked very normal. Like, yeah, I mean, hey, the way I saw it is, is the, I found it hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. Like when I saw people, like for me, I knew it's not a funny situation. It's not funny. Like yeah. this is actually serious. Like people, these people, there's some serious racists out there. But the way I saw it, it was like, like I'm a black man. I'm living rent free in your head. Like, hey, that's that, that's your business. I'm going about my day and I haven't got a problem with you. Yeah, but yeah. you have a problem with me. That's you. Why should it matter? And the thing is, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. when I thought in that way, it's like I couldn't get angry anymore because it's like you've actually ruined your day. Like you've ruined your day mm. looking at the advert and being so angry and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you're still gonna go to the shop. Yeah. Like when you when you yeah. got somewhere to go, it's just the same piece. You got somewhere to go. Yeah. But what was black about that ad apart from the people? Like there was nothing. Like, nothing. Yeah. There was nothing black about yeah. that ad. Yeah, because the the way they the way they saw it is that oh because they're trying to push the agenda and stuff like that. They're trying to push the movement, stuff like that. But I feel like it's just it's it's a good thing at the same time because it reveals uh, what some of these people are thinking. You know, like you you get them out of the shadows and you actually see what some of these people are thinking and actually get to see oh, yeah. the, like yeah. the general not general I can't say a general opinion but for for yeah for some uh, what's it opinions of some of these people you can actually see that they generally have an issue seeing um, an advert with not I, I don't even think it's only black people but people aren't who aren't them you know what I'm saying so the way I saw it is that. It's like I can't even waste my energy and get angry at that. More time, all I can really do is that be happy that Sainsbury's actually did but what they did. You know what? To be honest, I can see why they would be angry. As in, like, say you got this many years of consistency of like just having just like you know like just white people showing off something. thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they normally have like some. I never family. thought Sainsbury was white. Like. No, no. Forget the thing. But I'm saying every year all these supermarkets launch an advert. Right? And all these adverts, they usually, I mean, there might be a mixed couple or there might be like a uh, white family or something, right? But usually it's like, it's, you don't even pay attention to it. You, you know don't. what I mean? Yeah. No. So like, but this year, I guess it's because, you know, they're all full black. So they're like, they're this kind of noted, you know what I mean? I think it's, it's very ridiculous to be honest. It is. Because it is, yeah. there was, there's been adverts in the past where the bloody characters are aliens. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no one yeah. came up in an uproar saying, I can't relate to these guys. Yeah. Like, no one said that. Yeah. But as soon as they have a black family, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it, just, it just shows how racist Britain is, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. It's quite mad. But to be, it's a, uh, the thing is, but like I say, it's a good thing though. Because like, when you get these people out the shadows and actually realise what they're thinking, then, yeah. then that's when you actually have that conversation. Because normally my biggest issue with britain was because it was so systematic you wouldn't know like i think it was like me and colby spoke about a long time ago with one of our conservative friends when we spoke about um how you know like how they find a way to like say for example we came from like those bad areas but we've never really seen that many um, wh um white people 
from where we were coming from, we didn't see. It. And it, it's quite shocking to say that we're in London, but then our secondary school was pretty like black and Asian. And then our, my primary school was pretty black and Asian. And then coming out from London to then see, what's his name, to see white people when I've gone to uni or stuff like that. Yeah. And then, you know, you don't realise how systematic it is because they're pushing you there. Yeah, That's yeah. the reality. They're not, it's not like, it's not like you're saying that um, this is coincidental. It's not coincidental. Where they're putting you is, they're putting you there for a reason. Yeah, but, so, sorry. so what I was trying to say is that now it's out in the open where there's some people who are finally saying that they're racist and then saying that they have a, a problem. Now it kind of opens that discussion. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. before it was always quiet. It was it's, never a thing to say out loud, but they've said it. Now we can have this conversation. Yeah. But you know what, like, because I, I come from a pretty white area, right? So my where I moved into the country, like, and then I was raised, like, it wasn't, like, so I remember when I started school, there was, like, there's about two or three brown people and the rest are white. So, like, but it's not good or bad because it's just, like, it just influences how you grow up. So, like, if you're in London, you have different backgrounds coming in. So you, you you get adjusted to the differences quicker where in there so like you're you're used to this and all of a sudden this comes in and you're like you know you're trying to understand this different culture different uh pigments and different like just the way they speak maybe like everything yeah. just changes so it takes i think uh, the further you go outside of a mixed community the, the the longer it takes for them to adjust to this change yeah, to be honest for me for to to be genuine generally honest like I went around, like, even though London's multicultural, I went around English people until, let's say, if I was 18, 19, if I have to keep it real with you. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah, like two, people in our secondary school. two people who were English in our, our secondary school, like, it, like in reality, it was just, I was either, what's that, Bang, my Bangladesh brothers, um, Black Malis, um, Turkish, you know, like, yeah. but I was never around English people. So that kind of, you know, that kind of thinking, it's, it's quite shocking to think that you're in London, mm. but it took me till I went to Chelmsford in Essex to actually be around English people. And then I had to adjust to, to how their culture is because I'd never really knew their culture like that. Yeah. I, of course, you knew it because you lived there, TV and stuff like that, but the culture is completely different when you're, of course, you're around all your, what's his name, all your black brothers and um, Bangladesh, Turkish people, we're all like, can I say? Um, There's a lot of similarities. Yeah. I guess in terms of culture. demeanor, culture, the way they act, the way they they the way they are, they are just yeah. as people. Um, that's why I feel like a lot of cause obviously I wasn't born in this country, but when I came here, because where I'm from, there's no black people in it. So let me just so when I came here and I saw black people, I was like, whoa, uh, this is no, this is something new. Yeah, 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 this is something new. And then when I came yeah. here, yeah, oh, Albania. Yeah. From Albania. Albania, I'm from Albania, yeah, yeah, and um, to be fair, like most of my closest friends are black, Asian, yeah. like, and they're all sitting around the table right now, so <laughs> um, it's like it, it hasn't really, I don't know, it hasn't really affected me in any way, to yeah. be fair, like I get along with them way better than I do with like, let's say the English counterparts, I'm not knocking any English yeah, people, yeah. that's just the way it is, and it? it's mm -hmm. just like, people like to chill with people that they're comfortable with and them, them, they have similarities with. You know, just to put things into context, right? Uh, racism in Europe is not as bad as America. I agree. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> the American speaks. 
here's here's the thing. I I think it's true to a point, but it goes to the conversation that Mike brought up about how now it's out in the open. I think the rest of the world loves to look at the United States and be like, oh, look at those backwards idiots there. They're so racist. We don't have a problem. And the United States, we do the same thing. Us in the North like to look at the South and be like, oh, those backwards idiots, they're racist. We don't have the problem. But the most segregated state in the United States, it's not Alabama, it's not Louisiana, it's New York. Because mm -hmm. when you have really blatant outward racism like we did in the South during um, the Jim Crow era, we got to address it. We sent the National Guard and we said, you have to segregate these schools and something was done about it. But when it becomes systematic, for example, in New York, the segregation is because banks wouldn't provide black people loans to live in other neighborhoods. So those neighborhoods are still segregated to this day because everyone's like, well, it was an accident. It's a coincidence. We didn't mean for this to happen. And now we have really poor black schools that don't get the same funding as white schools. But like, we didn't do it on purpose. We didn't say this was how it's going to happen. And I think that that's the problem that Europe faces. And like the, the racism here is like more of a problem than people think it is more covert yeah. yeah but because it's nobody's talking about it out loud it gives white people the excuse to say it's not a problem here yeah makes sense, makes sense but you too. know what i'll be interested to hear like so i was i came here like quite young i was like nine years old when i came here and then from there so i kind of adjusted all these changes but mm. so sean here so he's been here when he was what, 25 26 mm. So I'll be actually interested to hear, like, because, you know, like, when you start actually start thinking when you're, like, 25, 26. So I'm actually interested to hear what you thought when you came here. You know? Yeah, so I came here from Asia, right? Let's say Asia, right? Yeah. So, uh, but this is the thing, right? Uh, so when I came here, I don't know if racism is quite intelligent here. Like, if it's, like, cheeky. Like, I couldn't see straight up on my face, like, hey, brown guy. <laughs> so I couldn't get it like maybe I never got it but I've not seen like racism thrown at me uh, mm. that was like that hit me yeah you see what I'm saying like um, so when did you come uh, 2010 so yeah not too far back but like and I wasn't in London I was uh, like in the peripherals of London so you could say that I could have been uh, you know, um, whatever, racist, uh, racist attacked or whatever. Yeah. But no, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. I, I don't know. Did you notice? Or was it like, you're like, or maybe it could you, be. Maybe you were, no, I wouldn't say that. I was going to say maybe you were unaware that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Maybe I was unaware, but the, yeah. that's okay. I mean, yeah. the thing is, you know, like it, I did not, it did not stop me from doing what I wanted to do. Mm. Like I got a job mm. in a big place. They hired me for my skill sets. There was no, I couldn't see any racial bias. Mm. Um, but this is the thing when, you know, when you talk about uh, there being some sort of a racial uh, bias, I'm trying to relate to it. And I, I, I get it because in London, uh, you can say the black population is uh, probably the second most or the, the most, pop, you know, the, the most number of people. But I've not seen that many number of people in corporate. Mm. I don't know what's going on. The, the reality is like, so one time when I got my master's and I went to the job center like um, to um, put my name down, stuff like that. So fortunately enough, it was a black man. So then he, he sat down with me and kept it real with me. He told me, bro, he said, you're black. And in reality, you're gonna have, find it so hard to get jobs mm. when you come out of this. He said that in reality, if it was a white guy that he was doing, he would have got a job soon. Yeah. But he said that, and like, and then him saying that 
from that was February. I got a job in September. Mm. So if you see that difference, it's like it's it. That's the reality of it. Because it's not like, when we talk about systematic. It's like it's not. I, I don't like to be the kind of person who um, moans and stuff like that. But at the same time, the reality of it is serious. It's like when we were in school. Uh, not only me, but I know some of my friends had teachers telling you to slow down on on what you believe you can do in life. Yeah. They'll tell you you can. They'll put you in a box to what you your reality is like. Did, when they, I went did to, they say that in school? Yeah. When I had the so what I said I want to get a degree. Mm. He started laughing. Oh, did they? Yeah. As a white teacher, he started laughing. He said that you're not good at maths. I was in first set. Yeah. But he he didn't even know what I was doing because, mm. and you know what was sad about it? like, this was ICT. So I got like a level two qualification at year nine in his class. Yeah. So that was at 13 years old. So mm. I'm one of the smartest people in his class. And he had to say that. We all know why he said that, because I'm just a black kid coming up in London. And that, that was that was the beginning of that harsh reality of what what it is to be a black man in London or in this in in like first world countries, because in reality my parents of course came here to work hard and get me the opportunities I want to, but the truth is, is like I'm gonna have to work as double as hard to get myself noticed because they what the truth is is like every black man knows like say for example at night at nighttime walking you're the scariest person on the street. Mm. That's the reality. Like like um I remember when I was young I went to Doncaster like um that's Midlands up north and I realized how how people perceived us when I was 12 years old when mm. I sat down in the bus and everyone was staring at me. And then it was just like, it was a, it was, that was around 2000 and let's say seven. Yeah. And to realize that when you're young and then think, well, this is how they see me. And I'm just a child at this point. Yeah. So when I get older and I get bigger, when they see me on the street, people will cross the road when they see me at night and stuff like that. This is the reality of what I'll have to face. But like I said, you know, I'm not the kind of person who likes to moan and that. But I'm happy that this Sainsbury's thing happened because now it's open. It's yeah. like before it was so systematic and closed and we never really, it was like, we're saying this, where us black guys are saying this, but there's no real evidence, if you know what I mean, where people are actually saying stuff like this. But then when you're seeing them saying it, then you point and say, look, now it's there. Mm. You know, it's open now. You can see what they see, they see what they think of us. And to be honest, like I'm a person who's an optimist. So I like, when it becomes more open because then we can finally start dealing with it yeah yeah but just just to add to that right uh minorities i mean not just black yeah every yeah, minority yeah. you gotta be very careful about playing the race card mm. uh i think sometimes minorities do play the race card quite conveniently sometimes um you know i'm a minority too so i'm just yeah. saying like you gotta be careful what you're doing it exists but play it it has to be real like you know, like, um, I mean, things like what with the Sainsbury's, it's obvious. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes like, you know, social media has made that possible. You can see the true colors in people. They come with pseudo names, but they comment what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. What they comment is what they're thinking. They might call themselves whatever and they don't give their real names out. But you know this exists. Yeah. Racism does still exist. I, understand, no, um, I fully understand where you're you coming know. from. You can't just always point and say, boom, that's racist, that's racist. Because the thing is, at the end of the day, you're like a broken record. Yeah. You know, you got to, you actually, you have, you, to see you, have to, you have to actually act and try and make a change. Like, funny story, when I was a, 
a kid um i finally figured out i can use the race card yeah so i was in year eight <laughs> so then <laughs> i was in year eight yeah so then i saw how flustered people get when i use that card mm. so then i was just like in year eight one teacher said to me, i was like yeah because i'm black then i shouted that <laughs> man's face, he got so red he was scared for his life because he genuinely thought he's gonna lose his job but then like little dumb old me yeah i'm actually a very like as a kid i was a very stupid child so then um <laughs> so then <laughs> So, so there was a there was, no, 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 there, was a, there was there was one woman yeah like she tried her best with me like she was like a mother figure to me she was trying with me but i was one of those idiots she was a black woman and i said because i'm black to a black woman imagine that fam. imagine how stupid i am to say that i put i said because i'm black she was raging she said you're stupid you want to say that <laughs> you're an idiot <laughs> and then, and then I, went to, I was moving mad i was moving mad and then what's the thing then one of my head my head of year he found out about it, he put me in the office and he was like oh mate <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i understand where you're coming from fully like uh, i mean the thing is it's even if it's there you can't always use it as a uh a, a tool to to blame why you're not successful yeah. if you know what i mean but that's the thing so you know like I find that because, so every single one here is not from this country. Let's face it, at the end of the day, right? As in like, not I mean, you, 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 maybe you're born here, then you, okay. yeah, but I'm saying like originally you're yeah. not from this country, right? But so what I find amazing is how we're in a different race to most people because we could be, say I'm originally Indian, right? So I can be in India and I could try to make myself up, but the race was different because there's more people there. The, there's thousands, millions of people there. You know what I'm saying? But if if I'm here, the race changed. The track is different. The the whole thing is different. So now I have to like, I like I can't say it's for the better. I can't say it's for the worse. But I think it's a, it, the whole thing is different. So I have to find a way which works for me to give myself opportunity. Yeah, just to interject right to what you said. If you're born here, you're British, period. Yeah. Like, yeah. no one needs to ask you where you're originally from. Mm. I don't fucking get that. Like, luckily enough, oh no, actually people have asked me where you're originally from. <laughs> but, you know, I'd like to be called a Londoner because I've been here for fucking ever. Like, you know, yeah. I'd like to be called a fucking Londoner. Like, don't, <laughs> don't look that? at me and ask me where are you originally from. Yeah. You know? A lot of people like to separate that though. Like, where they're from and where they were born. It's like, wh- why do, it's weird, isn't it? So when people ask, the thing is that for all of us, yeah, I'm, I'm sure every single one of us got this question. Where are you from? Yeah. What's the first thing you say? Do you say you're from London or do you say you're where you're originally from? I say where I was born. I say Albania. Albania. Okay. Well, I'm not going to lie. I'm born here, but I say Congo. That's the maddest thing. Yeah. Like, I just... Are you ashamed? Uh, are you ashamed? ashamed of, of London? Not, no, ashamed of London. You know, I'm not ashamed of it. It's just like... You know that reality I told you about when I was 12? I was just like, it kicked in and I was like, yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. I'm Congolese. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just like, bro, they don't want to accept me. Like, I'm back home. <laughs> like, Do you know where Congo is in the, Africa, in the map? Like, yeah, in the center of... Have you been there? Don't do me like what? that. You've been there. You, you've been home. Huh? Like, you've been there. Unfortunately, not in it, but I've been supporting my people. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you've been in London, you, you're I you're am, London, but the thing is, I am. I am, but the reality is, yeah. No, Mike, I can't like, help you, man. <laughs> I can't help you, man. Yeah, but you can't <laughs> help me, but you think I'm looking at you, big man? I've been to Congo. I'm looking at you, big man. Saying you're British, bro. But it's just tough, man, because the thing is, like, I associate the word British with white. So, 
it's hard for me to disassociate that. It's I mean, just difficult for me. It could be like, like those, uh, you know, they said that uh, so when you apply for jobs and so they always say like, you know, ethnic background. So normally say like Asian British or something. They yeah. could be like Congolese British. No, no, it's black British. Black British. Black African British. Because there's black Caribbean British and there's black African British. You didn't see that? Mm. <laughs> I always wondered why they asked that though. Like, it's so weird. I yeah, think yeah. it's quota. What? Quota? Yeah. So I think like there's from the government, you have to hire this many of this and this and this. So it's like, but like uh, I'm just equality gonna be or what? Yeah. Equality, yeah. Yeah. You can put an inconnected for me. Huh? <laughs> so I am a white man. What'd you say? <laughs> get me in. No, no, no. <laughs> so you can put an inconnected information to get a job. You can, but they, when you see them, they will not. In the gloss? Like oh, you're not gonna be from whoa, whoa, France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? True. True. Yeah. But you know what? That's the thing. So yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. So my name helped with a lot of jobs. Like my name. So like my. Your name is perfect. No, but that's the thing. So when I was Alan Simon, you yeah. get in a job. That, no, no. But that's the thing. You know what? You don't even have to send a CV. You just send your name. Like, you know what? Truth be told, yeah. Put a light. All the jobs. You know what? Truth be told, yeah. All the jobs I got, I never, I never experienced anything different. But I was shocked where I was. If that makes sense. Like, so one of my jobs is one of for one of the supermarkets, and then, and it's just. I think it's like, let's be honest, yeah. First time you hear Alan Simon, who are you thinking of? A white man uh, with a comb over sweater and all that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I got his life together. <laughs> <laughs> so when I turned up for these job interviews, these guys can't say you. So they're like, oh, come in. But I mean, like, so I got the job. So, like, I, so I, you basically catfish all these companies. <laughs> More or less, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, yeah, they hey. Do, they don't want to say. I got to live too, you know? You know, because he gets to the interview, they don't want to say that they thought he was white, so they need Yeah, to they just have to. <laughs> do, 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 do you actually think that happens? Like, they look at your name. Okay. They've done a lot of studies on it, um, and so they'll use ethnic names compared. They'll have the exact same resume, and they'll use ethnic names compared to traditionally white names. They've also done the same studies with male names versus female names, and female resumes and ethnically sounding resumes are it's like fifty percent rate that they're tossed out. Um, they've also done studies like that where they'll rate how they perceive the person and like women and my and like ethnic sounding names are perceived as like more uppity or um aggressive and they don't they just don't seem like that's the person they want to hire even though it's the identical resume yeah, yeah on the real yeah no, i get it like uh but this is the thing right every time i think about race and any bias i always associate it to what i do for a living but what I do for a living, actually, you rec you do require some level of skill. So I've not seen that level of bias, but I totally get it that I have to think broader and I have to think about like like manufacturing, mm. you know, factories and yeah, you can easily just cut someone off and prefer the other person. Yeah. I think it also it also happens it's it's in so many industries like when I'm in school you know almost all of my professors are white men there's very few minorities there's very few women and there's even fewer minority women um, but I also think what's important to talk about like when we talk about race is that like not all racism is equal and so your experiences as Asian immigrants is going to be very different from the experiences of black people who were born here 
Um, and also, there's going to be a big difference. We were talking about how like blatant racism doesn't seem to be as big of a problem in the UK, but that's because it disproportionately targets minority women. Um, for example, women wearing the hijab are much more obvious as a signal of being different out in the world, and so they're most likely to experience violence on the tube, like racially motivated violence. I also think that maybe racist men feel more comfortable shouting racial slurs at women because they don't, whereas the men, they're like, oh, they might come punch me afterwards. Women seem to be easy targets, and so they experience the brunt of public blatant racism. Yeah, I guess. I mean, not the EDL man. The EDL man then will say some racial stuff for everybody. <laughs> the man, they don't care. EDL. <laughs> EDL are dangerous fellas, fam. Fam, I'm deep in how they punched a police officer and there was really no problems going on. I was going to say, so I'm just going to switch the topic a bit. Right. Make it basic, but go ahead, man. So basically,